You are now tuned in to the Village Motherhood Edition podcast, where moms from all walks of life share their stories about the obstacles they faced in motherhood. I invite you to join the village to be motivated, inspired, educated, but most importantly, I want you to know that you're not alone. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Village Motherhood Edition podcast, and I am your host, Natasha. Today's special guest in the studio is Miss Quantisa Smith. Quantisa is the owner of Authentic Artistry, an interior design company in Columbia, South Carolina. Her deep passion for culture and creativity allows Quantisa to design spaces that are unique to each individual client. She is also the mother of one amazing daughter, Trinity, who is currently in college. Today, she will share her story about being an entrepreneur while also being a single parent. Hey, Quantisa. Hey, Tanisha. <laughs> Thank you for taking time out of your day for this interview. I know that you have a lot on your plate these days. So I've given the audience your intro, but I want you to tell us who Quantisa is in your words. All right. So I'm Quantisa. As you said before, I am an interior design specialist. Um, what is that is I create um, spaces that bring authentic spaces that bring family and friends together to create memories um, daily. And my mission is to help you find your your space, find its voice. How do I do that? Through um, creativity, design, and f- make it functional for who you are as a person. So I've been doing that um, full time now for about a year and a half or so. Um, I had another pres- um, profession for 26 years. So that was around the time, during that time was around the time where um, my child was a lot younger. My daughter was younger, she said before. And that's when the village came in. Um, I love to travel. I love things fashion. Um, I don't consider myself a tourist. I consider myself a traveler because I like to create experiences just like I like to do in people's homes. Um, What is it? I am, what they say, authentic in all her ways because my life vision is to authentically bring beauty to people, places, and things. And I am a lover of Christ. So... That is like the major, major point in my life is I am a lover in Christ. Trusting him in everything that I do um, has helped me on this journey of becoming who I am. That That's awesome. So for our listeners, let me tell you a little bit about Quantisa from my end. <laughs> <laughs> Quantisa has been my friend at least, I don't know, what we've been in this, what, five, six years? And um she was a hairstylist prior to being an interior designer and i found her when i was looking for a new hairstylist and come to find out we actually went to the same high school and we graduated the same year (laughs) um is one of my my closest friends and i know she said that she's a lover of christ and that's important to me i tell people all the time get you a friend that will pray for you and pray over you you can't (laughs) have this one you can find you someone but this one right here is mine so um, i love her for that (laughs) you know she's part of my village she is you know she is my prayer warrior she's the one that's in my ear saying like girl pull it together you can do this now there might be some other words in there but that's basically what she's getting at but um i love her for that and i love her for taking the time out of her day to to come and speak with us so um if you're ready quantisa share your story boo and so, like I said, Tasha asked me if I'll be a part of the podcast, and I told her yes. Um, and her thing was share a story about how the village helped me as a single mother. And so I told her I want to talk about um, 
pretty much the village in entrepreneurship and raising a daughter or small business for because for so long I didn't consider myself an entrepreneur because the definition I was like no I'm not giving my last I'm not doing the last thing because entrepreneur put give their last to their business and they'll do everything to make their business um, succeed so at that point in my life I was like no I I'll be a small business owner or self-employed is a better word for it and I did that because I can remember my village started um, with which with motherhood when I was pregnant um, when I found out I was pregnant that's when my village started um, because as a mother you don't need a village just for your children you need a village for yourself first so, Amen. Um, <laughs> and trust believe you need a village like she said you need people to pray for you to pull for you to, to tell you girl get your stuff together because sometimes in your what in the pregnancy stage for me I needed people to tell me to get myself together because I had I didn't have post I might have had some postpartum but I know I had pre so when I say pre I had some depression at the beginning of my pregnancy and I had needed somebody to come in and whisper in my ear like hey this is not who you are you are this person to speak life into me or life back into me because at what 22 when I found out I was pregnant I thought my life was over I said oh my god what did I do my life is over I'm too young I haven't lived I haven't traveled the world and your life isn't oh my life wasn't over but it was um my life personally was a little bit slower and I had to put my child in um focus so let's fast forward to when I, I gave birth I gave well right before I gave birth I remember um, having contractions and at this time my mom was in Georgia and I would call her and we talked the whole night and the girls at the salon was like they came and got me from the house and brought me to the salon so that they could have eyes on me that's a village they made sure that they you were okay they made sure that make sure that I was okay make sure that I was um I was taken care of and nothing was going to happen so when my mom got here we you know did a little thing then we end up in the hospital and there's another village the village came stepped in again with these set of um of ladies and gentlemen and while I was there they would come by and because I was I was I considered it long in the hospital I also think I was in labor in hospital for like 16 17 hours and then I was in labor before, but I wouldn't dilate. She didn't want to come. I always say this chick is dangling from my um, my rib cage. She didn't want to come to this world. She literally didn't, because if they didn't take her, I would probably still be in um, labor 19 years later, almost 20. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and if y'all see how you got to force them out. You got to force them. And y'all see how she is still attached to my hip. <sighs> Um, but the bond is so that was another thing where they come by and that and then my mom is a big major part of my village because after I had her she she stayed with me for two weeks because she she knew I, I ain't know I didn't know what I was doing I don't know what person had a child especially the first one know what they doing they look like uh, what we do I don't know what we do and then being a, uh, at the time a cosmetologist my schedule was crazy so after that six weeks because my daddy believed during the six weeks you know how back in the day they say you know nobody see don't leave out that dough he mm. took my car keys he um he made sure people at his job stopped by like he had people watching me like i can't go nowhere <laughs> i can't drive why are people watching me uh, I was like, Ma, can you please let Dad, when he take me to the hospital, can we go by this mall? There was what, uh, what is that? The mall off of, what, Forest Drive. It's, oh, it's Columbia the, Mall. Not Columbia Mall, it's the other one. Um, Richland Fashion. 
Oh, because you know, Rich and Flash, nobody was there. So I was like, just take me to Rich and Flash and let me walk around. Let me, let me, let me breathe some real air outside <laughs> of this house air, please. So that's, I said, but they're my parents, not my mom, but my mom and my dad, they were a major part of my village and raised them. And when it came to my daughter, raising her and helping me along the way, because like I said, as a cosmetologist, you know, we service clients. And servants clients, we had to be there five o'clock in the morning because mine was like five forty-five in the morning. And to where there's some, I, I would alert late hours, so I would be leaving ten or something at night when I did go into work. Keep us, I was young, I had to make sure he's there. So they were major in that um, in raising her, even to the point where I said my daughter for a little bit of her life was a salon baby. So the the owner of the salon, which part of it, understood what a single mother was or what being a motherhood was and when you couldn't get the help or couldn't put your child in daycare at the time for some reason that your child was with you so um my daughter was there but they were okay she she allowed or opened up a a place where I could bring her in to work with me and my clients understood I would be holding her over their head curling some hair or twisting some hair something and she's on one hip and I'm on and I'm in the back of their head but the major thing was my aunt was part of that because I worked on the weekends. And, you know, even when she was in daycare, most daycares aren't open on the weekends. Yeah. So um, it was like every other weekend. The one weekend my dad was off, he would keep her. And the next weekend, my, she would go. I would take her 45 minutes away on a Friday. And while she was still like that, because she, she started going to her six weeks. So when she was still that six weeks up to like three months yeah every Sunday I would get up when I got off on Friday on Saturday I would drive down to go pick her up and but I needed those people in place because if they wasn't in place I wouldn't be able to make no money because anybody know the hair industry at that time what happens people come get hair on the weekend yeah Friday and Saturday that's when they come and that's when I needed them it was hard as a, a single mother especially with a young baby to um not have her at night but I knew I had to do what I had to do and I was thankful that I had people in place that were willing to help me that I trusted even to the point when she started going to daycare the lady that owned the daycare was an in-home daycare she would keep her later because she understood my job and she worked with me and there's some nights when it was too late and that's how you can tell you I really trust this lady and lady really loved my daughter um, she was like you know what it's too late you go home you'll come pick her up tomorrow when you get off work that was hard too you know being a single mother and not having you have help of like your parents or your your family and as well the daycare provider but you, I didn't have the help of the um I'm trying to see how to say this nice I don't want to be I don't want to say I know I'm sick <laughs> be nice Tisa be nice the donor the other parent the donor okay we'll go with that because <laughs> it wasn't parent that donor okay like. so but to have those people step up and want to make sure that your daughter is taken care of but not only that your child is taken care of but you prosper and you are the best that you can be on your job i think that was really good so i think as a village and those people to power around you to make sure that your child is taken care of and you're at peace because a lot of times when you don't as as an entrepreneur or a small business owner, when you don't have people in place, it can be 
a lot frustrating. You're already trying to run a business. Then you're trying to make sure that your child is taken care of or your children, if you have more than one, that can be frustrating. It can be stressful. It can, it can, it can almost send you to a place of um, depression when you don't have those people in place. And if you were dealing with postpartum, as I say, prepartum depression, because it was, it was at the beginning. It might have ran at the end too, but I know it was at the beginning. It, it could take you down a, a slippery slope, and you can't do that because as you have to be that that CEO, that business person, that mom. Um, for me, that was when she was infancy, and then as she grew, my child was an athlete, so she was very she was on the go all the time. You know, she swam. I would say at least three um, competition three times a week, and she practiced even when she started third grade up into her senior year in high school. She would practice. Was it six days a week, eight times a day? I mean, six days a week, eight times a week, which doesn't quite make sense. But some days she had double practice and I needed my village there because I had to work. Um, I remember making up my mind at one time when somebody came to me, it's like, well, you got to do for you. And I said, well, I promised God that because he He blessed me with this person, I make sure she goes first, she's put first. So there's certain things I couldn't do. There's certain things I, I decided that I wouldn't do because I wanted to make sure that my child was taken care of and things were in place. To the fact where, yes, I might have had my work hours were crazy, but um, I make sure there's people that I trusted, that she trusted, that was in place. Because, you know, people can be crazy out here with your children. And yeah. you don't want, you don't want it to happen because I don't want to go to jail because she needs her mama. Oh, Absolutely. I'm going to go for Christ, but I'm a protective. I'm, I'm what they call a mama bear. I'm a protector of my baby. Baby, I tell people all the time, I look real good in orange. However, <laughs> I'm not trying to go there. Okay. <laughs> I ain't going to say I look good in orange, that good in orange, but orange, orange can compliment me. But ma'am, uh, <laughs> sir, ma'am, what you're not going to do is put your hands on my child. And I don't want anything to cause her trauma. Because yeah. I know what trauma is and how that feels, what that feels like, especially in your teenage years. Mm-hmm. I didn't want her to experience that. And I, like I said before, we didn't want to go to jail. Orange look, look, like Tasha, orange look good on her. Orange compliments my skin. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to have to wear it every day. Oh, okay. With no big, with, with no. My, I lose my name and all they have is an um, inmate number. That's nope. not what we got to do. Oh, okay. And Let's... becoming some, <laughs> huh? Don't hey, you can do anything else in this world? Please don't try my kids. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You can do anything else in this world. Anything else. Don't try my kids. I'm for sure going to jail. <laughs> that part. That part. That part. So, sing, but entrepreneurship and being a single mother—that's that's challenging. Entrepreneurship or running a small business or opening up a, or having a brick and mortar. I had one of those two. That's that's challenging by itself. You add on your child. I have. I mean that that would. That's when you need your village. Sometimes the people you think is in your village may not always be in your village, because they may say, "I got your back" or "I help you when you need me," and then the day come up where you need them and you calling them and not you spoken to them prior to and that day they come and you like, "Hey, are you going?" Oh, I can't make it. Then what? Child. So we have, you have to, what they say, vet your um village or use the spirit of discernment and pray about that thing and be like, God, you know, can I trust these people? 
And sometimes back when she was younger, my faith walk wasn't as strong. I don't think it wasn't. As, I was. I'm not where I was. I am now. Let's put it like that. I ain't gonna say stronger. I'm not where I'm. I am now. But I, I'll be. I was furious when you behind a client. You gotta leave because you gotta run 30, what, 20, 15, 30 minutes away to go pick your child up and and bring her back or take her somewhere else and then come back. I'm thankful for my clients because they consider if you don't, if I think about it now as I talk, they were pretty part of the village because they understood. Yeah. They understood. So. Um, I just, so it's funny that you say um, that your village understood because you have to have people in your corner that understand what you're, what you're dealing with. Now, during the time that I was a single parent with Kaya, I was not in I wasn't an entrepreneur, but I was in the military and I happened to be in the military when our country was at war. So if I wasn't deployed, I was training to be deployed. And then I came back home and, and it, and it's rough. And you have to, like you said, you kind of have to vet your village because there were some people, some people who were very close to me, who I thought was in my village that, mm, not so much, not so much. And I, I thank God for those who are, who were around during that time and um, who are still around to this day. But there were, there was some people in my village that actually made, made going to work difficult for me. You know, I've I've already got to go to work. I'm already a single parent. The donor, the donor wasn't around. So, you know, Hey baby, got to eat. We got to have some place to live. You need, you know, you need health insurance and I have, it's on me. But, you know, there was there was a person in my life that made it difficult, which will which is trauma that can trigger depression. So you still need to have those outside people, the, like the real people in your village. They'd be like, hey, you going to get through this because baby, there was some days I was like, oh, this ain't it. I ain't going to make it. <laughs> Like I'm ready to throw in the towel. What, like I don't know. I don't know where she's gonna happen. But like you said, you have to be able to, or I said before, vet them, and then we have to push through. Like what we said, as single parents, or if you like you were in that single parent stage, you have to press through. You have to put on your big, as they put them on big girl drawers, and do what you got to do to make sure within limits and limitations. And do what you have to do to make sure that your child or your child is taken care of. And it's like for me, it was working those hours. Um, I didn't I didn't want to have to work those hours all the time, but I knew how she gonna eat. When I had to take on second jobs that was out of my caliber of who I am as a person. And I remember that. I told myself, hey, you know what? I, I refuse to work another Christmas Eve because I would have to work Christmas Eve. And I was like, no, I said, God, you had to provide. I can't work another Christmas. I cannot. That was those were to me were memorable moments that I didn't want to miss. And I didn't want to miss any more memorable moments because they's like, oh, they'll understand. Yes, they'll understand. But how will I feel? You know what I'm saying? How will I, how I cope with that as a mother that you miss a memorable moment or a Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve is big. It is. I was, and I was like, I'm not working Christmas Day, so y'all have to find someone else to do it. Find someone else to do it. <laughs> so, you know, they say that they will understand, but in my situation, for me, like I said, I was deployed a lot. I was always gone. I was always doing training. And 
even though I, I broke it down to my daughter and I explained to her what I was doing, it wasn't until she had a child of her own that she now understood that, hey, sometimes mama got to do what mama got to do to make it happen. It wasn't that, you know, I didn't want to be there, but unfortunately my, my child right now, she is a single mother, but now she understands like, hey, if you don't have that other person to back you up to, you know, to hold the fort down while you at work or you got somebody else that you can rely on, you got to do what you got to do. And sometimes that means you have to leave your child with somebody else so you can go ahead and make that money. And it, and yes, it's hard and, and nobody, nobody wants to experience that. And I'll tell you that I still hold some, some mom guilt because of my military career. But at the end of the day, I did what I had to do because we we still have to live. We we have to live. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't stop. Because if you didn't do what you do in the military, think about it. We didn't do, if you didn't do what you do in the military, I didn't have to do what I did behind that chair to make sure we have money. There will be something else we will hold, we'll find fault in because something went lacking something didn't happen and there's a lot that I had to just release and be like you know what guy I can't if I hold on to this I am not gonna grow because something's always gonna keep me where I'm at because like you said did the best that we could do as a mother at that time we did the best that we could do that we knew to do like there's a lot of times like to to send your baby over at um for the weekend because you got to go to work that's not something I I I wanted to do to be at work on a weekend where you're missing weekends with your daughter because in a week they're you know they're in school or daycare or whatever it is that's not something that you would want to do and you said being in the military you got to go be deployed that's not something you want to do that you'd come back to your child or you're missing memorable moments but like you said we did what we had to do um in an unlikely circumstances so it being, like you said, I don't know how it is being a, a small business owner and having a child. And I to look back and be like, and probably could incorporate her a little bit more, but there's not but so much you can do because I was in a salon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not so much I can do. There's some times I remember where I got off work a little bit late and I made the phone call. Um, are you sure she was at a swim meet and it was almost over and I was like you sure I can ride I'll be up there before it's over oh no she's good it's almost over so I listened to them and that day was a day that um, she she had a meltdown and as a mom I felt bad because I should have went on and went up there even though she was almost finished because she needed that support of somebody that knew what was going on or somebody just her mom yeah and from that, it resulted to some other things behind the scenes. But if I would, I was like, if, if I would have been like, you know what, even though they told me it's okay, she's good, I still should have been there. I should have been there to support her because never knew how that could have ended up or what could have happened or how I could have encouraged her or gave her some affirmations or just talked to her through what she was feeling. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny that you bring up Trinity and her swim meets because I know how intense that was. And even though I'm not a single parent right now, um, I have my husband to help me, but Corey is heavily into gymnastics now. And one, I know that this is about to cost me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that part, okay? That's about to cost me a lot of money. Um, so every Tuesday, as of right now, her her schedule isn't 
that demanding at the moment, but she has moved up to the advanced gymnastics class. And so every Tuesday, her practices have gone from being 30 minutes to an hour and a half. And I work and my husband works and we also have a two-year-old. So just making sure all the moving pieces are in the right place to make sure nobody forgets to pick up a child from daycare and everybody, you know, people eat and we get Corey to gymnastics and then, you know, school's about to start. So her practices are from 6.30 in the afternoon to eight o'clock at night and she's going to first grade. Now, granted, first grade homework won't be that intense, but yet still, she's still got to do homework. I got to get her to bed so she can go to sleep and be fresh for the next day. Like, it's a lot of moving pieces and um, I'm grateful to have my husband as part of my village, but I know that it's not that easy for everybody. And even um, even being married, it's still not easy, but at least I have somebody in-house. <laughs> and that was that was a very difficult um, experience with that when she was in school, when she became a little more advanced. And this is before she had the 5.30 a.m. practices three days a week. 5.30 morning? Yeah, 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 5 30 in the morning. Before the so, sun come up. Huh? Before the sun come up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and you oh, know, in no, the wintertime, it's dark when we leave, too. Oh, no, ma'am. Okay. So, um, but how we worked with that, my dad was a help because my dad was retired. So, for 5 30 in the morning practices, I used to go to the gym. So, when she started 5 30 in the morning practices, I had to stop going to the gym at 5 30. So, I took her to practice. So she would practice from 5.30 to 7. She'd go home, eat, take a shower, and she had to be school at 8.15. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when you said hectic, it was a hectic schedule. And then she would get out of school. she have enough time to eat or get a snack, and she goes to practice. So that was her routine Monday through Friday. Saturday, she practiced in the mornings. That's Monday through Friday. But when she was in middle school and elementary school, because she practiced in the evening and she had homework, she didn't do chores. She didn't do chores ever. And I said that was a disservice. But because of her schedule and her schooling, her swim schedule, her schooling, it, it was hard for her to, when was she going to do the chore? Yeah. Like to wash a dish. And most people were like, well, they still need this or that. But I made the decision and I told her in her college life, I said, you know what? You was gentle parenting. I should have, you should have still had to wash a dish or learn how to do something <laughs> like this, this I'm telling you, but I had to make the decision because if you're at the table doing homework after practice, well, you did practice, you had time, like 45 minutes or hour before practice, you did homework, you ate a snack, you went to practice, you came back and you was finished up homework. To me, where was time for you to do a chore? Um, and on the weekends, you had practice in the morning. So, yeah, you would pick up, like, in the afternoon. But, of course, you know, if her grandfather around, her grandparent around, you know, grandparents, they, yeah, they they different. They're so loving. So understanding. Mm, yeah. More mm-hmm. like when we wasn't that age, yeah. No. So, those are the things I thought about that. So, that was part of her schedule. Like, I had to make decision. She, you need to go to bed. You still need your rest. I knew um, swimming for her was an outlet, so I couldn't take that away. Mm-hmm. So I had to make a decision as a single mother, what's more important? Does she know how to clean up? Yes. Does she, is she almost OCD and she talk about me? Yes. <laughs> so she has some of my tendencies, but growing up, it wasn't a mandatory that you had to do this, you had to do that, you had to do this. 
um, there's, she made her, she she cleaned her room, made her bed. And of course, as her mom, I was the one to go back because she always told me that I'm still going to go back behind her and clean up, which I was because that was a certain way I wanted it. But I had to make the decision what was important and what did she need. She needed an outlet. Yeah. Um, and it was like a strip. And when we gave her that outlet, some things in school, because even with that, you know, um, I was a very active parent in the school. Like elementary, middle, and high, they knew me by first name. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I wasn't just one that okay, you go to school. No, I, I want to make sure you know that her parents supports her in everything that she does because I think that's big. So, you think a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a single parent, you have your clients. It just wasn't. I wasn't on school on Monday. I could pop up to school on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. or Tuesday whenever she was there so that the plate was the plate was heavy the yeah. plate was heavy and of course I, you don't want to you have a village but you don't want to feel like you're just putting on everything on you I meant support that you know you know people in different places as a, you get to network because even at school if I didn't understand somebody I knew I can call on somebody that but like ask questions so when I um, talk to the school people at the school I know how to, to talk to them and I, they were like oh you know you've done your research yes so you have villages in different capacities you have them for yourself you have them for your child and mm-hmm. then you have them in different areas they may not be consistent or they may be as we say a village they may be the shopkeeper or somebody that can help you get something or yeah. you know they may be what they say um when I say shopkeeper, like somebody that knows somebody in a place or is in that same um, education. Like we had her, some of her teachers in elementary school, that's part, I can say part of the village. And because my child is her only child, she had um, two two boy, twin boys. And I still remember it was, I would consider Trinity as her second mother and she'll go spend time with them on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So she, so her village was vast. And I'm thankful for, as I think back now, I'm very thankful for that very thankful so I guess you could kind of say that you had to build your village I mean you had your core you had your mom and your dad and your aunt which they are very sweet people love them dearly (laughs) but I mean as time went on and Trinity got older and she started you know having activities and stuff like that you kind of had to build your village um, to just you know help you make it through Mm -hmm. and this sometimes sometimes people in your village move or fill out or um, they're there but they're not key components in the village now like you said my key components have always been my parents and my aunt when it came to her um, as she got at, when she was younger as she got older it was my it was mostly my parents and her coaches and okay. then she had a couple teachers in, in school that were key components in her village even into um, as she fizzled at a high school going into college her coaches were still a key component as part of her village um, those people she could she could talk to or help or um, will groom her or, or things like that you need that um, it says always have wise counsel and we knew they were a wise counsel because the things they were telling her was not foolish yeah yep. so um, what do you think was the hardest part of your your journey with entrepreneurship and motherhood and like how what was like the hardest part for Trinity 
the hardest part for Trinity, that would be a question I would have to ask her key proponent. But if I look in, um, it was just, I guess, for me, it was just the thing of doing this. Even though I had a village, I felt like I was doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I there was no of her donor. There was like there was nothing. He he was never there. Um, but that was a choice that was made at the beginning because we go back. I made, I, I, it was an ultimatum either you're in or out because I believe in stability and my child needs stability. I think mm-hmm. all children need some type of this stability and we're Absolutely. not going to, we're not going to break Absolutely. that up. And he chose not to be there because he wasn't going to be consistent. Mm. His loss, okay. not ours. Um, and she even said, mom, it's his loss. But for Trini, it, I, I can't say because I tried to be present as much as possible. I think sometimes I might have been too present. That mm-hmm. might have been some of the hardest part. Like my mom is always going to show up. She she mm-mm. she always going to show up. She always going to speak. That might have been something. Maybe giving her a little bit more of a voice as she was growing up. Okay. Like she had one but really give her like there's some things that she would, you know, probably say. Um I can think that was it because there's there was been there's been some trying times that we've gone through as um, mother and daughter and her growing up and handling the the growing pains and just dealing with just different things that children deal with as they grow up as a as a mom. So yeah. Um, do you think that there's any one particular situation you could have handled differently or? Um something you think you could have done better? I think um, if I would have, I can't say her father because she had a father figure in her life um, that's still in her life that I think I couldn't do that any better than that. But um, I think if I look back now, changing the career I had then, Mm-hmm. I think I would have been a little bit more present for her. Um, because I believe, you know, children are a gift from God to us. And he gives us that, you know, he trusts us with raising them. And, um, of course, you know, raised her the best way that I knew how during that time. But um, I think the career I chose took a lot of time away you know, because you're focused on making sure your business is running. You're focused on making sure that, you know, you're the, they're serving to the best of your ability. Even though, yes, we have to work. Yes, we got to be. But I believe if I earlier in her younger life, I believe I missed it. To me, I missed some key or memorable moments. I believe I missed it. For one, I know for sure was her first step. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... I got the phone call, but I missed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kaya took her first step. I was in Kosovo. I was at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's funny that you said that you would, you know, change your career so that you could be more present. I remember, I, I want to say, I want to say my oldest child was probably about anywhere between the ages of 16 and 18. And I can't remember what we were talking about, but she was like, Mom, I hear you, but you weren't there. And 
I wanted to fire back and was like, but I was, I was over there in another country doing this and that. But you know what? In that moment, I had to swallow my pride and because I wasn't there. Mm. I, I was not there. Yes, I was working. Yes, you needed me. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't be in two places at the same time. And it wasn't safe to take you to Iraq. So... <laughs> It wasn't safe. No, it wasn't happened. safe. Um, it, it really wasn't safe for me to be there. But here we are. And um, I think now, now that I have two younger children, um, I try to make sure that I am present as much as possible. But it's a lot different because I don't have just one child. I got two of them. And that, that, ooh, ooh, buddy. I am, I'm tired. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I was tired, boss. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a wife and I'm a mom and I have a job and, um, there's just not enough hours in the day. It, there's just really not enough hours. So, um, Quantica, during that time when you were this single parent entrepreneur, small business owner, how did, where did you find your release? How did you make time for just Quantisa? How did you get out of, you know, off the treadmill? How did, when did you breathe? I breathed, I breathed actually in 2022. That was last year. <laughs> yep. Uh, Trinity's like 18. Yep. <laughs> I mean, okay. Alrighty then. Okay. Um, when you say that, because it was like, you know, yeah, I might have went out with the girls, but it wasn't really breathing. You know what I'm saying? Because I was still making sure, even if I went out or if I dated, because I really didn't date much. If I dated, I had to make sure, you know, there was my child go to sleep at this time. I got to do this by this time. Um, It wasn't that. So I really didn't breathe until last year. And the breathing became as finding who Quantisa was again. Because as a mother, you lose yourself. You become Trinity's mom, or you become Corey's mom, or you become James's mom. Or, um, you're, you're, you, you, you tend to lose. You have, you know who you are, but you tend to lose your identity a little bit because you're, you're now a mom, or as yourself, your, your wife. Your, you know what I'm saying? So, I realized last year. That's why I said about a year and a half. I've been working on in my new career full time because I did it part time back then. And I had to sit back and realize, like, Quantisa, last year, you really found you again. You know, you you learned who you were. You enjoyed you again and not having to worry about, um, you know, is she okay? What's she doing? Where's she going to go? You, you've equipped her with everything that she needed. Um, and you know you're there if she still needs you. you you're just a phone call away. She knows if I got to make a ride. That's why she, her college of choice needs to be within a certain um, couple out from the house, no more than eight hours from the house, which she's closer than that. <sighs> yeah, she's closer than that because if you need to run up there, you can. But last year, I breathed. Last year, and last year, actually, my word was just breathe. Okay. And so with that, um, I worked out while she was while she was a child, but I didn't work out as much. I don't work out as much as I do now because my schedule is a lot different. Um, 
But I want to I want to go back a little bit. When you asked me one thing, what I would change, honestly, I would have been married before I had my child to a godly man that believed that we had the same vision and value, and I would want it to be um, an at-home mom. One because I always wanted to. I always wanted to. Um, I don't know how this would have worked, but I wanted to homeschool. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, if, if I mean y'all can't see her, but the eyes she just gave me. <laughs> y'all can't see her, but these eyes she just gave me. Oh wait. Um. Ooh, listen. Twenty twenty was rough for me. Okay, I was forced to be a stay-at-home mom. Then I got pregnant. So in 2021, I was home with my toddler and my newborn, baby. That is not the business, okay? That, ooh, Jesus. Shouts out to all the stay-at-home moms out there. I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> I've, I've always, but, you know, I was raised by a stay-at-home mom. So that's why that's something I would, um, I would love to do. But I wanted to homeschool. I wanted to set a structure for her because going into the school and stuff like that, they set a structure you may set one at home but then they then when you go to school it may not be like now they teach them anything yeah you know what i'm saying and if that's not our values i want to make sure her values are instilled and yes i hear oh but she needs to know you know be around people she went to swim she was around people we have you know homeschooling you can you co-op and they they, they people like that but that's that was what that would be one thing i would change okay be a whole married wife or child <laughs> oh my oh lord anyway so um lastly can you give some words of encouragement to a mother out there who has a dream or who has a vision of being an entrepreneur and she is just afraid to take that first step oh before you before you give your words of encouragement let me tell y'all about Quantisa. okay so um I own a balloon decor business here in Columbia and I was kind of dibbling and dabbling with it, but I wasn't like taking it seriously. So I went to go get my hair done. That's all I wanted y'all. I just went to go get my hair done and Trinity was getting ready to graduate from high school. So this, she bullied me. That's what happened. She bullied me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She bullied me. But she was that push. She was that push. She was like, oh, oh, you finna do this. And I I did it. Um, It wasn't one of my, you know, my greatest designs, but everybody was happy. The graduate was happy. The mom was happy. The family was happy. But Quantisa was that push to kind of push me on the other side of the fence. Because baby, had she had not, um, that would have never came to light. But anyway, go ahead, my bad. (laughs) Well, by you making that statement, um, for the moms that are in entrepreneurship, they're single or they're married, and they've entered into this entrepreneurship um, or small business, self-employed, however you want to label yourself, give yourself grace. Um, no, And give yourself grace and don't compare yourself to anyone else because you are authentically who God designed you to be. And he put he knit you together in a small place. Matter of fact, you are a thought, and you know his thoughts come to, to um, fruition. And he knows your beginning before your end, and your end before your beginning. So give yourself grace. So everything that you're going through, 
um, by giving yourself grace because he knows you. you seek the author who knows you so you're going to pray about this thing lay it at his feet make sure that you're walking in purpose you're not just doing this because it's a fad so with all that grace make sure God is at the, the head the beginning of everything because he is your creator and he knows what he has in store for you and as to prosper you and not to hurt or harm you mm-hmm. and he knows you he knows you better than you know yourself so you seek the person that knows you better than you know you and be your authentic self and not someone else okay wow. <laughs> um wow that was that was good um so i want to let my listeners know as i have um these conversations and i do these interviews first and foremost the people that you are hearing from these are people these are real life people who are a part of my village to this day. Like these are people that I talk to on a regular basis. These are people that encourage me, that are still standing by me. These are the people that that actually help me. Now, Quantisa is not coming to get my kids. I can tell you that right now. She'll come no, over ma'am. to my house and play with them. <laughs> she'll come over to my house and she'll play with them. But she is not coming to get my kids. But anyway, I say all that to say that as we're having these conversations, um, you know, the podcast is here to help somebody in a similar situation, but it's also helping me because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not a single parent, but I'm an entrepreneur with two small kids. And I, I constantly battle with, am I present enough? Am I doing enough? Does my husband need a break? Did I miss something? And it, it's a constant battle. So as my guests come on and, and they share their stories, I'm learning just as well as everybody else. So I appreciate these moments. I really, really do appreciate these moments because I mean, you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what you're coming into in life until you get there. That's what my grandmother always said. You never know what you're coming to in life. You just got to live. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Quantisa, so much for giving me your time. I know kind of gave you the run around, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking it out with me. Um, Thank you for taking time out of your day to do this. Um, before you go, please drop your social media handle so that people can follow you and um, they can see your amazing work. She really does have some amazing work. She is such a creative and she loves to think outside the box. She thinks of stuff I could never come up with. But um, <laughs> please drop your social media handles and your website for our listeners. All right. So my website is www.authenticA phase two. Again, that's www.authenticA phase two, which is the number two dot com. And that is also my Instagram. It's the same as my website. So it's authenticA phase two. That would be my Instagram. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, my Twitter has is really is uh, travel fitness and it's a little it's a very little interior design, but it's everything who I am. That's travel and fitness right now. Healthy, healthy living, healthy life. Um, and that's just my first name, Quantisa. And I mean, if you want to follow me, no, let me just give you them three. That's it. I think that's a no. <laughs> Okay, I will post all of her social media handles in the show notes so that you can follow Quantisa on her interior design and life journey. And trust me, you might want to look at what she's doing because she just came back from Greece and I'm I'm super jealous. I'm trying to figure out how I can talk my husband into taking me to Greece, okay? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for another trip. He ain't <laughs> hearing it right now. I just came back from Hawaii, so it's, it's a no for me over here. It's a no for me. So... Mm. 
With my final thoughts, I just want to say that Quantisa is living proof that you can be a great mom and make your dreams happen at the same time. No, it won't be easy and nothing worth having is, but it is achievable. So as always, I hope this conversation helps to inspire someone to take a leap of faith and follow their dreams. And if no one else has told you today, I love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Hey, thank you for listening to the Village Motherhood Edition podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other moms like you and me find the show so that we can build our village. If you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at thevillage underscore M-E. Plus, we can keep the conversation going on Facebook with the, the Village Motherhood Edition podcast Facebook group. Talk to you soon. Bye.